This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Hey, Lars, it's All Songs Considered. Uh, me, right here, I'm Bob Boylan. <laughs> how are you? Good. Good, we're in the studio together, which I love. And uh, actually, I really uh, love sharing music with you because, um, A, uh, you turn me on to stuff I'd never know. And, uh, and then you lead me down a path, which on this show, when we do this show together, and we're trying to do it toward the top of each month, um, I'm trying to pick stuff I might not ordinarily play on the show. So thank you. It's an, an ode to Vikings choice. <laughs> indeed, indeed, uh, which can get very weird. But you're going to start off with something uh, for us that, well— it didn't feel so odd and peculiar. But then it gets a little odd oh, and okay. peculiar. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. What do we got? Jeremy Kieran Fernandez is the son of John Fernandez from the Olivia Tremor Control and Circulatory System. And uh, Athens bands. And in Athens, Georgia band from the, from the 90s and 2000s. And I'm sure Jeremy will love to hear me say this, but I knew him when he was a little ankle biter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when John Fernandez worked at Walk Street Records in downtown Athens, where I would go to frequently when I was in college, uh, sometimes little Jeremy and his sister would uh, show up at the store. What um, a world. Yeah. And uh, they were just the most adorable little kids. And now Jeremy is a musician and a visual artist in his own right. And he has a solo album, and it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> this is the song Sea and Rain from the album Inside the Harmonic Prism. It's 
Yeah, you know, that that could have just been, uh, you know, that guitar lick, which is super, super catchy. Yeah, yeah. Could have just been the main thing that happened the whole time. But all these different elements of the, uh, started coming in and all the little textures. And I don't know if it was a, a, a slide or something that was that high, beautiful high uh, whiny pitch that came in and then it took us somewhere opens. else. Yeah, it just flowers open. Yeah. Just, Jeremy Karen Fernandez, uh, like I said, son of John Fernandez, uh, who um, was one of the co- many co founders of the Elephant Six Collective uh, based out of Athens, Georgia, and also Denver, Colorado, and uh, also Louisiana. Um, and you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the son or daughter of like a, a beloved musician makes music now. And it's it's always kind of like, uh, I don't know, but I don't know what's going to happen there. But it's it's been interesting to, I feel like I've been watching, John Fernandez has been posting about his son on like Instagram uh, and Facebook for, you know, as years. dads do. As, as dads do. Like, I'm a dad, I'm going to do that <laughs> yeah, to my yeah. daughter too. <laughs> and it's been fun to like, just watch like, and Jeremy's not on any social media, so I'm basically just getting it through his dad's lens but it's been he's like already an accomplished visual artist he he's he he draws I've seen some of these drawings are wild they're 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 really psychedelic and weird and grubby <laughs> <laughs> but i always see, i would always see pictures of like him playing an acoustic guitar and or like there'd be little snippets of like him playing kind of huh? like finger style kind of john fahey kind of stuff and i'm like who is this kid and so i kept in he does have he is in a band in athens called immaterial possession uh that's pretty cool they're like kind of a gothy psychedelic rock band they're pretty cool but the thing i wanted to hear most was like i wanted to hear his music and Uh so this record inside the harmonic prism it has songs like the one you just heard, but also has nice droney, blissful tracks. And uh, he plays clarinet on the record. He plays drums. He plays bass. He plays plays guitar, as you heard, like a very nimble guitar player. Yeah, yeah. And all the guests on the record are, it's basically his peer group. So it's people his age playing on the record instead of like him recruiting in. He could have recruited like, you know, all of Elephant Six to play in this record. And as far as I can tell, uh, the only person who is on it, uh, Derek Olmsted, uh, he mastered the record and he played with Up Montreal and a bunch of other bands yeah. in Circuit Toy System. Uh, but it's basically his friends and they're just, they're just making uh, like really cool psychedelic folk rock music kind of reminds me a lot of like Steve Gunn especially the song mm-hmm. we just played but it's exciting for me who came of age in the Athens music scene uh, was highly inspired by the psychedelic music that came from it and, and, and punk and everything else and then seeing like here's the next generation I'm excited to see what they do with it it's fabulous I want to take you to <laughs> wow it's pure fire, I, I, and I don't even know how to describe it other than uh, there's a, you may sense a, a bit of uh, Molly influence here. I just want to get right to this song. It's a minute and 43 seconds of fire. Uh, it's by a group called Orchestra Gold, and uh, the song is called Segu Heat. Awesome. Let's hear it. Wow. 
yo, that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought you'd like that. Yeah. It was kind of like uh, James Brown goes uh, and rips it up with some Molly and Rockers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it does sound uh, uh, Molly and uh, the, the singer is Miriam Chiquite. And uh, uh, she's from Molly. Uh, the rest of the band is Oakland based. Okay. And. Um, uh, she's singing in uh, the Bambara language. The guitarist is Eric Hoffaker. Uh He's from Oakland. That rhythm section, though, and the horns. It's so... I want to see this band live so bad. They were, I, they were supposed to play at South by. I didn't go, so I don't know how that went. But, boy, yeah. that would have certainly been a highlight. <laughs> I want to... Yeah, I want to know more about them. They... Yeah, I, yes, that would also... I also want to see them live. It sounds like <laughs> that would be an absolute blast. They come here... Uh, and I mean, we're at NPR, you know, right. like here, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, the album's called Medicine. Um, Orchestra Gold is the group. And uh, I lit a fire. Where are we going? I think we're going to keep the fire going a little bit. As I often do, I was uh, uh, spending a lot of time on Bandcamp, uh, scrolling through my feed, looking for stuff that m- maybe other people haven't heard and that I have not heard. As I often say on on this show, uh, you can follow other fans, you can follow labels, but you can also follow tags. So a tag could be like, I want to know about all the latest crust punk releases. I want to know about all the stuff that is coming from Canada or whatever. So I... Uh, I followed Philippines uh, so, uh, somewhat recently just because I wanted to see what was happening coming out of Philippines. And I came across this band called Pry, P-R-Y. They literally just put out their new album. It's called The Party's Over. And it is that perfect nexus of Discord-style punk, so like Fugazi, mm-hmm. mixed with like a little bit of guitar effects like worship, like pedal worship. So like really great singer at the front, mm-hmm. uh, really great energy, but then there are uh, a couple dudes on their side looking at their effects board, <laughs> uh, <laughs> tapping around, making lots of cool sounds. But the, 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 the thing, and that can be very cool, don't get me wrong, but sometimes they can get like a little... Um, uh, showboaty and uninteresting, but there's just like a, a good natural energy and melody to these songs. So I, I want to play a song called Chasing Ambulance. Here comes Pry.
<laughs> okay, this is silly, but okay, go, I, go ahead. <laughs> it's kind of like eating chocolate. Okay, <laughs> there, go on. There, there's something that happens when I hear uh, distortion. The way uh, it, chocolate satisfies my uh, taste buds, that distortion and those dripping harmonics that happen there in the end is <laughs> is it does the same thing for me. It just I can't help. But like a big the smile, hit. Yeah, 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 the yeah. smile comes on my face, and I'm uh, I, I go off in another world, and I have to be careful when I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean the front half of yeah. that song uh, is very much pretty girls make graves kind of like early kind of sprawly like uh, hit for the fences kind of like punk rock with a lot of like emotion attached to it, and then like in the, the in the middle of that song it takes like a nice little turn yeah. where it just kind of like opens up into this nice little anthemic moment where uh, the singer is allowed to kind of like puncture those big open chords and whatever uh, cool stuff they're doing on their effects pedals. Uh, I really like this album. I'm really glad I stumbled across it. So the group is probably there from where? They're from Manila, Philippines. Awesome. We're going to take a break. Okay. Uh, some completely different coming back uh, from the break. Uh, I know you are a lover of Shirley Collins. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and so there's new music from uh, Shirley Collins. So you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from NPR sponsor Allianz Travel Insurance. International travel can be life-changing. But an unexpected emergency can make your trip memorable for all the wrong reasons. Allianz Travel Insurance provides benefits for medical emergencies, trip cancellations, travel delays, and more. Get a quote at AllianzTravelInsurance.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Healthy Spaces podcast by Train Technologies. Healthy Spaces brings you insights on the latest advances in climate technology and science. Dive into cutting-edge technology and new ideas with the potential to improve the quality of life in homes, buildings, and transportation. Episodes feature conversations with innovators who are reimagining how we live and creating a more sustainable world. Listen to Healthy Spaces on your favorite podcast platform. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan here with Lars Gottridge. And Lars, um, uh, I'm older than you and lived through, as you know, <laughs> as, as everyone knows. And, and I got to live through this wonderful era in the in the sixties, late sixties, and certainly uh, in the seventies of uh, the, the English folk music, mm-hmm. uh, it was such a beautiful thing. Groups like, well, for me, uh, Still I Span, the Albion Band, uh, Fairport Convention, and all of them were influenced by this amazing singer Shirley Collins. She is now eighty-eight years old. 
I know. We did a Tiny Disc Home concert with her, which is just absolutely charming. It's great. Uh, you also have a, a great interview with uh, Shirley Collins uh, with Colin Malloy that uh, I loved listening to. It's, it's oh, worth right. finding. Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah. Thanks for reminding me about that. Um, Shirley Collins has a new record. It's about sort of the magic and trickery of tornadoes. Okay. Uh, and uh, I can tell you more about how that came to be, but I want to play this song called High and Away. Pick up my house and hurl it a distance Dump it back down and me on the floor Hard as it hurt it was nothing to lose in my man To a twister oh ten years before I am high and away Tell me the tricks a tornado can play Up another clean out of its footings Dropped it and smashed it to match would I swear But in the hen house it whirled up to the treetop The hen was still sitting, not an egg broken there path of a twister there's nothing will stand bowl a car down the street like an empty tin can Office Mountain View, Arkansas, carried away by a twister, O oh Lord. The letters returned to us down from Wisconsin showed just how far the mail fluttered abroad. High, oh, high and away, tell me the tricks a tornado can play. High, oh, high and Away. Tell me the tricks a tornado can play I once had a box and a little book in it With all of the words to the songs that I knew Then one day it was lost and I hadn't the heart No, I hadn't the heart for to write them again
<sighs> the lyrics of that song were written by a collaborator, Pip Barnes, um, but the words were inspired by a book, well, words he found in a book that Shirley Collins had written um, called America Over the Water. Shirley Collins did an interview with um, an Arkansas singer, Almeida Riddle, who told Shirley about the tricks a tornado can play and gave a bunch of examples. And mm-hmm. Pip Barnes took those words, worked with Shirley. And uh, I truly, uh, I, I love it. I love Shirley Collins, the eminent English folk singer talking about Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to be my question for you because I know she sings a lot of, she, she digs up a lot of like traditional folk songs and she brings her own spirit to it. And so I was curious about that. So now that you say that, and I, I think about uh, the, the last few lines of that song are now rattling around in my head a, a bit where she's talking about having a box full of her songs and then they went away and so but she just lets them go and is at peace with it and it's you know it's just that uh nothing is permanent right so it's funny to it's interesting to think about somebody like shirley collins who has spent a life like a literal lifetime preserving songs Mm. and being at peace with letting them go when the occasion calls it to be that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I hadn't uh, thought of that. Th- that interview that she did with the with Almeida uh, took place back in 1959. I just love the way this story gets yanked out and retold, and and that's the permanence of folk music, right? I mean, right. You, you you don't know when your child grows up and they're listening to uh, folk music 40 years from now how any of this can uh, wind up being part of the dialogue. That's uh, sort of the beauty of folk music. Shirley Collins, by the way, has an album coming uh, full of folk songs, and uh, it's called Archangel Hill. So I look forward to that. Where are we going, Lars? Emma Hoy Tsige Mariam Gebru was a 99-year-old nun and pianist and composer uh, who just died uh, recently. She was sort of uh, rediscovered in, in around 2006. There was this great uh, series of albums called Ethiopiques that came out. Oh, of I time. remember those. Yeah, yeah. so like Mutula Statki. Sure. That's how uh, people kind of learned to uh, fall in love with music from Ethiopia that a lot of people hadn't heard. And one of those was by Emohoy Tsige Mariam Gebru. It was just solo piano recordings, and it, it stood out from other albums in this series because everything was like a very high energy kind of like an Ethiopian versions of funk and jazz mm-hmm. and here's this nun who's led an unbelievable life she was born to upper class parents in uh, 1923 in Ethiopia in Ethiopia she was trained in traditional songs she's uh, learned violin and piano she was this society girl that was fluent in several languages she was the uh, Royal Academy of Music in London wanted her oh. to come. And just before she was basically going to move her life, she became a nun. She she decided to dedicate her life to the Lord, and uh, which apparently like shocked everybody. But all the while, she's writing these compositions and playing the piano. And uh, in the 60s and 70s, that's when she wrote a lot of her songs and recorded them. And then they were just kind of forgotten. They were very small press. So like very few like original copies exist in the world. Since 2006, some more of those recordings have been coming out. There's a new one coming out April 14th via uh, Mississippi Records called Jerusalem. And this is the title track. Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Thank you. 
Wow, thanks for that. You know, it's it's been a rough uh, few weeks for uh, folks at NPR. You you can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I needed the, I needed that piece of music these past few weeks. Um, the thing that makes her work so distinct is that she. It's like she's the, a cross between uh, Scott Joplin, so like honky tonk, that the highbrow, lowbrow of uh, of Scott Joplin, but also uh, Eric Satie. Like yeah, I was going to say there's the minimalism. Is, it, it, is and, yeah. But but then if you listen to the piece, it starts in one mode. It starts like uh, quiet but crisp. But then like halfway through, uh, there's this sort of lift that happens. There's a bit of a brightness. She um, the way that she played the piano is just so unique to Amohoya Tsige Mariam Gabu because you know where a lot of pianists would lean heavy on the sustain or they would kind of like bend the notes in a certain way to give a certain feel she was very precise in how she would play the piano but because uh, she was learning from classical music and jazz, but she was also learning from Ethiopian melodies and modes and uh, rhythms. So there's a hypnosis that happens within those short little runs, uh, because you hear that mel- that melody just keeps returning yeah. throughout the song. But there did seem to be a, an improvisation to it as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. yeah. Her music is just like so important and what an amazing life that she had, like being, she was 99. She just died recently. For so late in life for her to be rediscovered has been a blessing. And and the amazing thing is uh, she has, there's an institute in her name that provides uh, musical and arts learning to like students in Jerusalem where she had been a nun since 1984. So what an incredible person, what an incredible life, what amazing music. And apparently there's even more unearthed music coming later this year. This album uh, comes out, it's called Jerusalem, in uh, just a few weeks. Yeah, in just a few weeks in April, yeah. Awesome. Uh, You talked about hypnotic and zoning music. And uh, this music I'm going to play is sort of the opposite end of the sonic spectrum to what we just heard, but does often the same sorts of things that that music did in terms of taking me away and calming me down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play music by a group called Zune, Z-O-O-N. So this is not the failed MP3 music player. <laughs> not C-U-N-E, no, right. <laughs> uh, it's a project of songwriter Daniel Monkman with string arrangements on this record from Owen Pallet. And the atmosphere kind of felt to me like a My Bloody Valentine vibe mm-hmm. on this. I think that would be a compliment to Daniel, though you never know how <laughs> people would take that. And it's one of those things where I, I talking about it, losing a sense of time whenever this song comes on, that atmosphere. If I can be in a place where I can lose my sense of time, uh, I truly love to. The song I want to play is called Gaga G. Uh, it's spelled uh, G-A-A-G-I-G-E. Uh, the full album is called Beka Mowing Gone. I'm going to let uh, Daniel Monkman tell us what the song means to him because it's very personal and uh, take us out on that. So we can turn off the mics and get lost in time. That sounds good, Bob. <laughs> thanks for doing this. Always fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers. Ga Giji is an Ojibwe word used to describe kind of infinity or forever eternal and i wrote it when um in the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 when my father had recently passed away and shortly after my close friend Charles schmidt and i kept thinking about the sadness of them leaving and you know never being able to 
talk to them on the phone again or send them a text message. And I just realized later on in life that after a few years of being able to grieve that, that my dad at least would always be with me because I am part of him and he's part of me. We share the same blood and the same DNA and it's running through me. And that made me feel closer. And I felt the same way about my friend Travis, that he is in my subconscious and will exist there to the end of time, at least my time. So I wrote the song to honor them and to keep those memories alive.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear, it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.